It's the ABC's High School Teachers Really Need to Know, Season 3, Episode Number 6. Framing content is a failing strategy. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe, or buy the books on Amazon.com. You know I'm going to say it, but I hope things are rocking and rolling in your world. I know they are for me. I know that you're probably in school or a week or so away from starting school, and uh, hopefully that just gets off to such an awesome start for you. Uh, if you're dragging your feet a little bit or you feel like you're overwhelmed a little bit, go back and listen to last week's episode. Enjoy the ride. Let that put a little pep back in your step and get you excited about what we do, what we have the opportunity, the blessing to do. It's awesome. Um, I don't know about where you're located, but where I am here in Mississippi, it is extremely hot. We are hovering around 100 degrees and we'll spend the next several days over 100 degrees. And here in the dog days of summer and soon to be fall and just the transition to another school year, uh, it's important to keep our eyes on the prize and 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 constant improvement and growth. And I know that we'll do that. Um, and 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 this heat, uh, let us heat up our own learning and uh, all of that kind of stuff. And and look, I also want to mention to you uh, this: I, I am totally amazed by this group of listeners and network of educators each and every week our traffic is just way up on the podcast um and and more important than numbers by far is just the again the engagement that i get through emails my email is bermucci.mat at gmail.com by the way um but i get a lot of amazing emails and shared content i'm also you know on social media so you can certainly reach out and find me there i'm always excited and just just totally um, just thrilled to, to, to meet new educators. It's awesome. So please keep doing that. I honestly find myself engrossed in learning from you guys. Uh, I feel like I learn way more, as I always say, from you than you probably do from me. Uh, but it, but it's it's great. So thank you so much. And and I hope that uh, you know as the hot days of summer are rolling on, you are um, growing and learning with me. So here in this episode, we are talking about framing content. And when we hear about the word framing, like, you know, you, you all know the word. We usually hear it in context of framing it for issues like for politics, for example, um, economic numbers. You, you frame an issue or you frame an argument so it puts it in a positive light or a negative light, depending on what your audience is and what your goals are. And that's what we're talking about, framing framing content but why is this episode episode called framing content is a failing strategy and how does framing really relate to the classroom glad you asked because i'm about to spend quite a few uh, minutes talking about just that um so framing is all about again building an argument or framing an argument uh, so that it appears a certain way and it garners some kind of support for something or support against something, whatever the case may be. Uh, but it relates to the classroom in a big way because we oftentimes see framing of, of information, the framing of lessons uh, on, 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 in all of the disciplines that are out there. Okay, And, and just let me, let me call a quick time out really quickly and, and say this. I, I'm not going into 
you know, political sides of an argument or these kinds of worldviews. I'm just not doing that. That's not the point of this episode. I, like all humans and people, a teachers, I have my own opinions. I have a worldview, for example, I have a Christian worldview, and I'm unapologetically and unavoidably biased um, towards that worldview. Uh, but, but that's not really what we're talking about here. We're not talking about specific issues or specific topics. Instead, we're talking about the act the practice of framing content in the classroom and then its impact. And the impact that it has on students can be potentially devastating, not only for a lesson or a subject area, but for learning in general. And so I do see framing and have seen it in person. Uh, I've accidentally been guilty of it before. Um, and, 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 And I've seen it, again, in every single academic discipline whether we're talking about history classes or government classes or science classes, we see and, and, and are around framed arguments and issues all the time. And so why is it so devastating to the learning process? Well, let me tell you, you know, for example, it's, it's really interesting when, you know, I've, I'm a microbiologist. I have taught microbiology for years on a K-12 level, on a on a college level. I, I've, I've taught in a lot of different audiences. Okay, and, I, and as part of that discussion, I've taught about vaccines a long, long time, the science of vaccines. And as the years have kind of gone by, it's interesting how I've seen the increase of discussion about should vaccines be given? Do they work? And all of this kind of stuff. And I see students all the time trying to insert more and more of that conversation onto the floor. And and look, that's a very relevant conversation in a lot of different scenarios and a lot of different environments and in a lot of different um, sort of lessons, right? But for the majority of the lessons, I'm teaching the science of vaccines, and why am I talking about this? Well, I'll give you a great example why. Because, or a great point why, why I'm talking about it. So, it would be very easy to frame um, sort of this discussion of vaccines and minimize the impact on public health and, you know, just do that by simply mentioning it and moving on and not getting into the commentary with COVID and all the other stuff that have kind of you know, sort of murkied up the vaccine discussion. Again, and we're not here to discuss sides of vaccines or not. I'm just illustrating an example point to you um, how it would be very easy for me to frame that discussion a certain way. You can, and and look, you see it all the time. You, you see a debate over the role of Christopher Columbus. You see oftentimes, you look at history books, you look at World War II, or you look at uh, the impact of Europeans on Native Americans and you see because you're talking about from the American perspective uh, a lot of times you'll see a very framed kind of scenario and 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 my point here is not to advocate for this way or that way but to simply illustrate the point that when you are framing content you have to be very careful for one specific reason when you are framing an argument you are literally impacting in a negative way the student's ability to think. 
Why? Well, because by framing the issue, you've done a lot of the thinking for him or her, and you're not giving them all of the information to make a critical argument. See, and that's really what we're about, right? We're about teaching them to think. You know, it's the whole teach a man to fish thing, right? We want them to think. We want them to build arguments, critically analyze arguments, use arguments. Well, it's very difficult to do that in a scenario where all of the content's being framed. It's very difficult. I mean, think about it. If you don't have all of the information, how can you accurately criticize uh, or critique, rather, an argument? How can you build an argument? It's very difficult. So it's devastating when you frame content, you're absolutely impacting the student's ability to learn. They can't critically think. And that's a huge problem. And you know, we rarely learn as much from being around people and ideas that are identical to our own. We have to engage arguments and ideas from those that disagree with us, be around things that are different from us. That's diversity. It's super important. And whether we're talking about religion and creation or whether we're talking about vaccines or whether we're talking about the impact of the Industrial Revolution, we've got to be able to have these hard conversations. We've got to be able to talk about these social issues. We can't skirt around civil rights. We have to hit them head on. We cannot choose to stick our head in the sand on certain issues. Meanwhile, we emphasize certain other issues. We can't slant the argument. That's not our job. And a lot of times, teachers and administrators and even parents certainly will, will have this backward view of what has to be done. They'll say, oh, you can't be around these ideas because, um, you know, you're it's going to influence them to think a certain way. Well, that's just asinine, to say the least, and I'll tell you why. Because if you are on a sound level of uh, thinking and establishing an, an environment in your classroom where kids are forced to think and forced to ask questions and build arguments, well, then you ought to be able to set up lessons uh, through effective scaffolding and honestly just effective teaching, instruction, lesson plan design that sets up an environment, sets up a lesson that is properly supporting um, the goals, learning goals, objectives, essential questions that you are building into a lesson. You ought to be able to present tough stuff. You know, it's, it's funny, I'll give you another science example. A lot of times, uh, for example, some teachers struggle around things like uh, reproductive anatomy or they'll struggle with um, issues around uh, mortality and things like that. And look, those are all tough topics, but if you handle them effectively and you focus on, instead of framing and, and hiding certain material, you just attack it from an academic way at a developmentally appropriate level you're going to be in good shape and that developmental part's a really important thing too I, I got a I got a comment on that you know because obviously we're talking about secondary teachers in this podcast primarily but but keep in mind they're children too but along that entire spectrum of development you know and, and I don't mean just physical development like the brain and things of that nature. I'm talking about also academic development. So all of those developmental pieces, you've got to challenge kids at the appropriate level. 
you know, you can't get them to critically build arguments and analyze arguments if they're not mature enough academically um, and, and physically uh, to be able to do those things. So you've got to, and again, that's the expertise of the teacher. You've got to make sure you develop lessons through effective scaffolding and, and pedagogy to be able to deliver lessons that are developmentally appropriate. And then once they have enough maturity, you can challenge them with more and more material. And so what you're doing here is you're not building a copycat that's swallowing up some framed argument or some framed lesson. Instead, they're swallowing up the ability to build arguments, to analyze arguments. You're building effective students. And that's really an important skill. That's really what our job is. Our job is to teach, and teaching is about developing these kinds of skills, developing the ability to think. That's the number one academic job of a teacher is to build students that can think. It's the teach a man to fish over and over again. And look, again, we as individuals, we're certainly going to have opinions. We're going to have worldviews. Uh, we, we all come with them, and, and it's unavoidable, right? And I mentioned that a second ago. But at the end of the day, we have to limit how much of our content is facilitated through our own beliefs and our own ideas. Instead, that, that our beliefs and ideas are the foundation of who we are. Uh, the foundation of you know what makes us who we are, but we cannot be scared to challenge our kids. And especially in a world that is all about providing information in large quantities and a lot of it's misinformation and, and attention spans are dropping. And so people are desperately consuming information that uh, is is more readily available as opposed to more readily correct and accurate. So in that world, we cannot add to the problem by framing everything content-related. We have to trust our kids to be able to think, and you can't trust them to think if you haven't developed them into the you know students that have the ability to think. You have to develop students that way. And look, there may be obstacles because it's not easy, you know, by teaching a lesson on vaccines, you know, it, there may be some feathers ruffled by those that uh, have different views than, 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 than the science or um, the data or they have inter different interpretations and that's okay. My job is not to tell my kids how to think. My job is to teach my kids to think. And if I'm founded in those principles and those lessons that I'm teaching, then they will get that message if you are uh, teaching from a specific worldview. You know, you have to challenge your kids to think. You know, you're not going to learn by being, as I said a second ago, around people that think and talk just like you. Your, your, your learning is limited. And I'm sorry, that's, a, that's another trend that we see more and more, particularly as the world of politics and worldviews becomes more hyper-individualized, right? We see sort of gang affiliations where everybody's looking desperately for the gang that agrees with them. But that is counterintuitive and counterproductive to what education is all about. It's just bad teaching. It's bad teaching. It just is. And I need you to soak that in for just a second. And, 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 and so, yes, framing content is devastating. And in certain circumstances, it can lead to just a long-term inability. If, you know, a student's 
faced with teacher after teacher and lesson after lesson where everything is skewed through one lens. It's really, really important that you and your classroom teach. It's important that you not filter everything through your political views. It's important that you not filter everything through, um, you know, this idea or that idea. It doesn't mean you don't have them. It doesn't mean that you're not the foundation of, you know, they're not the foundation of who you are. But you got to realize that you have to be brave enough to understand that the goal ultimately is to teach kids to think. And if you do a great job of that, then you're developing kids. And in all likelihood, uh, you, will do, you will accomplish your mission as well, whatever that mission may be for whatever school you're working at or because um, hopefully they hired folks who are mission appropriate. And you can't, you can't hide. You can't hide from material. And look, and, I'm not, and it sounds like I'm kind of skirting around, you know, certain, um, certain. I don't, I don't want to say um, religious elements because it's not just that. I've given you, you know, examples from across the, the the academic disciplines. But you have to remember that if if you're really wanting to be effective. You're going to have to focus on developing kids that are independently thinking. Because look, if they don't believe you or they feel like you're um, not giving them the whole story, they're just going to Google it. It's better to be presented information by a professional in the area that the content's related. So they ask you a question and not the Google machine or turn to misinformation and things like that. I just don't understand why people struggle with just teaching what they're supposed to be teaching. And what are they supposed to be teaching? Teaching kids to think. It's not about CRT. It's not about teaching an anti-American or an American or a Southern Caucasian or vax, anti-vax. It's not about all of that. It's not about fringe groups and special interest and all, all of these specific viewpoints. And good teachers know that. And good teachers also don't expect some smooth road because, again, if there is no conflict and there are no potholes, then you're probably not you know, ruffling any feathers, which means your kids aren't learning. I know it's a hard lesson, but it's an important lesson. It is. It is. Be grounded and founded in your views and beliefs. And in the classroom, build thinkers. I can't say it enough times. Well, that is it for this week. Thank you so much. I hope to see you back next week. Um, Remember to like, comment, and subscribe or buy the books on Amazon.com. Also, don't forget to email, reach out. I always look forward to reading them and interacting with you. Until then, see you down the road.